everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the Food and Wine Variety Show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're back after a two-week hiatus. We were in Sardinia, and it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Tell them about it. Well, we had a fabulous time in Sardinia. We drank only Sardinian wines the entire time we were there. And if you would like some advice, we would say totally stay up north. We were very fortunate to be able to do the north and the south. They're both equally beautiful, but there's something about the north that is just a little more charming, a lot more to do, crystal clear blue waters, amazing, amazing food, and just a generous hospitality and amazing And a lot of mountains and a lot of switchbacks on the road, so drive carefully, please. All All right, right. so let's talk about today's show. Uh, Deb, you're you're ready to talk about what's going on at Central Farm Markets and all the holidays coming up and what you've got for the holidays, starting with the Jewish holidays in a couple of days, but you've got the, you know, the roll from Halloween into Thanksgiving and then Christmas and all of that we want to hear. Uh, our drink segment today is great. The Taste of Bethesda is back starting Saturday, October 1st. And you got 40 restaurants participating. As always, Stephanie Coppola, who is Director of Marketing and Communications for the Bethesda Urban Partnership and not related to Francis Ford Coppola, unfortunately. Which I think he is, says every time. Well, you're right, because I love her name. Okay. But she's in with Sebastian Neira, who is the general manager, and Elder Pineda, who is the bartender at Jose Andreas uh, Spanish Diner. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about all of what they've got in the in the restaurant, what they'll be doing with the uh, the event itself. Bart Jablonski is back. He's our old buddy. He owns Dawson's Market in Rockville in D.C. We love you, Bart. Um, and he is in to talk about everything you need for the holidays well, as well. Well, also, it's, it's back to school. Things are changing. It's fall now. So Bart and Dawson's do so much with the local community and with products and they do so much with activations so we'll be talking about yeah. what they're doing now yep 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 mm-hmm. sarah mayo is with us she's the cco and global sales and marketing head for black river caviar and i will not try to pronounce it in in spanish uh but uh, this is really the finest caviar on the face of the earth it's ocietra caviar it's produced down in on uh, the black river in uh, uruguay and we're going to hear all about it and we're going to taste it we're going to be doing bumps of caviar in studio all right, and Dimitri Chikaldin is co-owner of Dacha Beer Garden in Shaw and Dacha Beer Garden in the Navy Yard and Jackie's American Bistro. It's Oktoberfest time there. They have an Oktoberfest um, uh, celebration going on now, but there's still more to come, and we're going to hear all about it from him as well. But first, Deb, how are you? Hi, Deb. Good morning. Good morning, and I'm jealous. Uh, haven't been to Sardinia yet, but we're headed there at some point. Okay, well, we've got lots of we'll advice. We'll meet you there. <laughs> All right. So it's the equinox. It It just happened. We are literally in fall. And when you walk outside, it feels like fall. So what's happening at the markets? Well, you know, this is what we call the shoulder season. And you still have some of the summer produce left. Um, You'll still find a little corn, tomatoes, things like that. But now fall has slammed into the market mm-hmm. and we've got all your fall produce uh, coming in, the squashes, the pumpkins, all the good stuff. I can't honey. believe pumpkins. I mean, seriously, I know mm-hmm. we're in the end of seriously. September, but it's really depressing me. 
Yeah, I know. But, you know, this has been one of the best growing seasons we've had in a long time. Oh, so really? you're going to see you're seeing them earlier. Um, we had a, a really good summer. So they're coming in big and beautiful, the gourds and and it, you know, yes, you have the Jewish holidays coming up. So please, we have all your things that you need at Central Farm Markets, mm -hmm. everything you need, including great honeys and briskets and challahs and you name it, mm -hmm. we have it. And then it's not too early to start ordering your turkeys. I hate to push the season, but I that's feel like what's you're happening. really pushing the season, Deb. Really? We are. We are. But, you know, I had somebody tell me uh, recently in the PR world that things are pushing early this year. And they it may be a factor of people coming out of the COVID a little bit more and mm -hmm. uh, people are going to be celebrating. So we encourage you to get those turkey orders in early. They are going to go fast. Okay. So lots of things to look forward to the fall. We're going to be chock full of just sweet, wonderful things. Excellent. Okay. Tell Deb, tell everybody where they can find you, please, online. Sure. Centralfarmmarkets.com. And uh, you'll find all the locations there and everything you need to make your fall holidays special. Excellent. Thanks, Deb. We'll see you next week. All right. All Have right. a good Bye -bye. holiday. So let's talk the taste of Bethesda, Stephanie. Yes. Well, I think we could talk a little bit about Bethesda in general because Bethesda did so much during the pandemic to sort of maintain the area, given all of its restaurants and retail and all the openings of new residences and everything. So let's just give a quick like 411 on what's happening in Bethesda. Yeah, so lots of exciting things, as you just said. Um, you know, since uh, the summer of 2020, we put dining outside, so we would have even more outdoor dining with streeteries in Bethesda to support the local restaurants. Um, we've had several restaurant weeks um, since COVID started, and, mm -hmm. you know, our goal is to support the restaurant community, and we think one of the best ways to do that is to bring back Taste of Bethesda, which we're doing on Saturday, October 1st, right? and get restaurants, you know, um, out there making their food, getting their food in front of lots and lots of people who are going to come to the outdoor festival, which we know people still love being outside. We know they love coming to festivals, and it gives the restaurants an opportunity to get um, great things from their menu into the mouths of all the people who are coming to the event. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the I think the smartest things you guys did, and you, it was COVID-driven, but when you blocked off that big section yes. of Woodmont Avenue, you created a second walking Well, and also plaza. the other yep. section, yes, the two there's, street arrays. Right. There's but two of that, them. Will mm -hmm. that stay? Such a good question. So the Woodmont Avenue streetery, the county is still looking at that. Um, that's a Montgomery County Department of Transportation decision. Um, so we'll go with whatever they decide. It's, it's great. And then as far as Norfolk Avenue, that will stay. Okay. So oh, which is amazing. Excited All about right. that. So... You also brought in brought somebody some to friends. shake it up. Jose's first team. Right, right, exactly. So step up to the mic. Tell us a little bit about the Spanish Diner. Well, uh, good morning, first of all, and thank you so much for the opportunity uh, for us to come here and talk to you about Spanish Diner Bethesda. We are um, Jose's take on the classic American diner. Mm -hmm. We opened about a year and a half ago. We are the same location where Jaleo Bethesda used to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, we serve some of the most amazing Spanish food that you'll ever have. Um, very classic cuisine, comfort food. We like to think of our restaurant as the place that you would go if you were invited to somebody's house in in, in Madrid. You talk mm. about going to Italy and enjoying amazing food. Can uh, you get me an invitation to somebody's house in Madrid? <laughs> well, we can talk about I mean, that. you're later. here. <laughs> yes. I think it's the least you could do. There's something that we can work on. Um, but we're inviting everyone to uh, to come and join us. We are very excited to be back at the Taste of Bethesda. Uh -huh. 
Uh, it hasn't happened in about two years, so this yeah. excitement yeah. is uh, is huge. We're going to be making our giant paella, Ooh. which is always such an always amazing experience yeah. for okay. everybody. So I'm gonna we're gonna talk more about that as we sure. move on throughout the show. But uh, you guys are gonna be making cocktails throughout the show, which obviously you're all known for. Of course. So what are you making first? We are gonna get you started with an item that we're gonna be selling next week, which is the sangria. Mm-hmm. Uh, who doesn't love a good glass of sangria? Who doesn't? Unfortunately, the fall, the wet, uh, summer is coming to an end. But I mean, there's not, not a season that's right or wrong to have some sangria. So uh, we have great. Elder here that's gonna get you started with a glass of the sangria rosada. Excellent, All thank right. you. Let's bring Bart up to the plate. Hey, Bart. hello. Uh, why don't you do a little four one one on Dawson's because it has changed. Uh, considerably it since grows we first and met grows you. And yeah. grows. Right, yeah, we've been coming to you guys for quite some time, so we appreciate it. Um, so Dawson's opened in Rockville back in 2012, and fast forward to 2018, uh, previous ownership uh, closed the store. I reopened it, um, so I've been there since 2012, but I've been the owner since 2018. And we're an all-natural grocery store downtown Rockville. We um, focus on three really primary things. Number one is our commitment to local. Um, last count, I had 110 local vendors. Which is uh, amazing yeah, for thank an independent you, market. And, uh, and for us, locals within 100 miles, um, mm-hmm. so really truly local products. Um, and travels all around the store, so obviously produce is where people associate most local, but we have it throughout the entire store. So cheese, beer, wine, tons of things in the grocery department. Uh, we even have some body care that's local, too. Um, so we're also committed to our communities. Uh, we do a lot of things to support the community, uh, certainly through COVID. And now that we're coming out of COVID, we opened up our space uh, for events and things like that in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also employ people with, uh, that tend to have difficulty finding jobs because of developmental physical disabilities. And that's a big part of what we do. Um, last count, I think we have probably about 15 or 16 individuals in that category. I think you're um, probably going to go to heaven. <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure. But so why all the initiatives? What is it about you and the market that you feel that these initiatives are also important? So I think there's, you know, there's a tremendous amount of competition in the market. Um, and so you know, there's ways for us to try to stand out, certainly in the local side of things. That's what we're doing there. Um, we want to support local um, because we really believe that local is, is better for us. Uh, it supports the people that are, live in our community. Um, it tends to be higher quality product. Um, there's less of an impact on the environment. Uh, there's a long list of reasons that you want to support local products, and, and um, I think that that's a, a good distinction for us. And it's something that we can do because we are a smaller store. Uh, it's harder for large stores to support local like we do. Mm-hmm. So we definitely want to do that. And then personally, um, I'm, just, I'm very passionate about supporting people that have you know, difficulty finding employment. I'm giving the people the opportunity to, to feel empowered and to feel like they're contributing to society is, is something that's passionate for me. Um, so I do that f- yeah, but for me, there's a, yeah. the, 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 the next step here is this also about really focused customer service. I mean, when people walk into, you know, essentially a big box food store, you, get, you can get quality and all of that, but you don't get the sense that they really are, they really are like tuned in locally. They really care. Right, absolutely. And so I got to believe that, that your customer base is so loyal. It's just, you know. Yeah, we definitely have a very strong customer base, um, loyal customers. And, you know, now it's, it's, it's very hard to hire people. Um, there's a tremendous amount of turnover in every industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody is changing their decisions on where they want to be and everything. So we've got, you know, a lot of people that have been with us a long time. Um, and customers really enjoy seeing those same faces when they come into the store, you know, day after day. I bet. So with the change of seasons, as we were just talking about it with like Deb, um, you know, at Central Farm Markets, which is much more condensed than your, both of your markets, how does that change 
what you all are doing at Dawson's. So, I mean, we, we embrace the change as well. Um, I mean, I can't believe it changed yesterday. Yesterday, it seemed like we went from summer to, to winter yeah. <laughs> um, in one day. Um, but, you know, the fall is a fun time. We get our displays out front with the pumpkins and the, the straw bales. And we actually have a giant straw horse in Rockville. So you can come by and take a look Ooh. at that. Um, is it that so something that it's you just a display? Make, a display. Or? It's a display that we 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 got from one of our vendors. Oh, um, it's pretty cool. Washington, it should be a cool. straw dog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we, you know, we love to to embrace the changes of the seasons and get into the holiday season. So we have the Jewish holidays right on top of us now. We've got mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and and Christmas and Hanukkah coming up, and um, so it's it's Let's a fun time. Halloween which and Halloween, I consider of course. A hol- uh, At, holiday. Okay. Uh, well, actually, and, and Halloween will be back in Rockville Town Square this year, as my understanding. So you know, because of COVID, it has not been. There hasn't been a celebration in Rockville Town Square in the last. Oh, two do years. they normally do like a? They big do something, thing? yeah, and and we've you know usually tie in and do something. So we'll we'll be doing something. It's still TBD, but okay. Well, with um, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk. I mean, now the kids are back in school, and uh, you know, sort of meal, you know, summertime, like the laziness of like suppers and and lunches. I'd like to talk about how you guys are helping people. Like get their meal plans together. Sure. This is David and Nikki Nellis. It's Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Bart Yablonski, the man at the top of the heap at Dawson's Market in <laughs> Rockville in DC. One of the things that I mean, you brought in a lot of food and we're gonna we're talk we're gonna taste a little of this, but you do an event called it's regular, Meet the Locals, mm-hmm. where you come and you meet the local vendors and you their tastings and all of that. Um I'm just curious. Since Dawson's opened way back when, how many how many of those do you think you've done? Well, we've done a lot. I mean, COVID put a little bit of a damper on it. Obviously, we switched to doing some virtual ones, um, but uh, we w- do them once a month. So, I mean, we've been we just came up on ten years, believe it or not. We just celebrated Amazing. ten years. So, um, so I, it's at least a hundred, probably maybe take a few out of that because of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. The next one's coming up here in Rockville. We are changing the date on it, so we're going to start doing them. On Fridays and Saturdays, uh, we had been doing them on Tuesdays. Well, I'm getting at something because how many of those have been like new business launches that you're the first retail outlet they've had? So there's there's a lot. You know, we've launched a lot of people. I was just talking to uh, Pinsa Pizza. I think you guys sure. know who yeah. he is. Um, yeah, so he, I, mean, we, I think you introduced we were the him first, to us. We had we had Pinsas, <laughs> and we the were trip. the first. We were the first oh, wait, location. Maybe I introduced him to you. Maybe. A, I yeah. think it was, was a reverse of that one. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe. Right. So, but we were his first retail location. So mm-hmm. um, we just are the first location for a new flavor yesterday. Oh, that's um, amazing. So there's been a number of those, and, and some of them have gone on to national distribution. And um, you know, Everbar, right. we've had him on the show here before. You know, uh-huh. He's one that's been with us for a long time. So we're really excited to help people get, get going in the, in the natural food industry. That's... Well, it's such a leg up to do that for people. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we've, you know, over... The 15 years that we've been doing the show or 14 years we've been doing the show, you know, there have been small makers who come in and that next step is the real hurdle. And you guys really, you specifically, help usher people through that process because you've been through it with so many, you're able to really give them, you're like a mentor, you give them a guidance. Yeah, we, you know, it's it's something that we're really passionate about. And it's not just me. I have a great team that works with everybody, you mm-hmm. know, um, on these new vendors. But yeah, we, we it's something we're fortunate to be able to do um, because of our size. 
and we can help them with pricing and packaging and ingredients and things like that and help them you know, get into a retail store on a little bit smaller scale. We have two locations, one in Rockville, one in D.C. They're not coming into 100 stores at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets them the opportunity to kind of get the, their foot in the door, see what it's like to deal with a wholesale customer, mm-hmm. um, and then they can go from there. And we're, and we're happy to see them move on and progress as well, as long as business, they stay in our store. Get a business card made up that says Bart Yablonski. Mentor. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about with the season changing and people going back to schools and like everybody sort of getting more on a regular schedule. How do you, given because you guys have uh, prepared products and things of that nature, how do you sort of assist with that? Sure. So, and we're still trying to figure out what the new norm is for everybody. Um, You know, obviously the kids are back in school, which is great, but you know, the office situation is still kind of progressing, people getting Mm -hmm. back to the actual office, um, which impacts what we sell too. Um, so for the kids' side of things, we do prepared foods. Um, we have a really nice prepared foods department in both stores. Um, all products made in-house, fresh. Um, so there's definitely options there uh, to give the kids a healthy lunch that they can take, you know, something they can eat cold or if they have access to ways to heat it up at school, something they can take hot. Uh, and then we also just have a lot of really good snacks and things like that that you can come in, buy confidently, that have clean ingredients. You're not giving the kids extra sugar. You're not giving them any artificial colors or sweeteners. The things that, you know, you can supplement to, you know, maybe you're making a sandwich, but you want a, a unique good candy bar or a chocolate, you know, or a, a chip or sweet, chip, right. yeah, or some kind of a piece of fruit that's unique. And um, so we have those options that, um, you know, or some really great gummy bears. And even we've got vegan jerky today. So right. um, well, let's so, talk about what you brought in today. Yeah. So I just brought a couple things. Uh, first, we have a brand new honey. So finding local honey it, that we can do in retail is actually a little difficult. Um mm. So there's lots Harry's of great honey. I know, and it's funny. So there's <laughs> lots of great honey that you can find in Central Farmers Market and, and other farmers market, but in retail to find somebody that um, is doing truly local honey. So we're excited to have him. It's Shenandoah Valley. Um, so for the you know the Jewish holidays that are coming up, honey is a big part of the celebration. So we've got that Harry's honey at both the stores. Uh, and then we also brought in the jerky I just mentioned. Um, so Eat the Change is a really cool company, uh, local based. Um, person who originally started Honest Tea, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a vegan jerky, so um, it's made from mushrooms. Uh, tastes really great, um, and if you yeah, like jerky, it. yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, whether you are a jerky person or not a jerky person, it's a great little snack, and again, mm-hmm. that's perfect in lunchboxes. Um, and then I also brought in, um, we have some Ethiopian food. We've had this for a while. I love uh, it. It's a really interesting, unique product. So it's the, if you have an Ethiopian food, you typically have that kind of soft, mushy bread that you eat with. Mm-hmm. Well, these are chips made out of that, so they're crispy. Mm-hmm. Um, chips. But there are a lot, there and are a lot more. Gluten free, um, right? Yes, it's because made with teff. Because it's naturally yeah. teff is gluten free. Yeah. Um, and then they've got a great set of, of dips that go along with it. So um, great, What's, great for the holidays. What that's, is this dip? That's a yellow uh, pea lentil. lentil. Right? They have oh a red God. lentil, yellow lentil, and a pea mm. um, dip, spicy or mild. Um, and it's great for the holidays. It's something really unique you can put out on the table. People probably haven't seen it before. Yeah, no, it is. It's really um, interesting and fun. And I love new products like that, right? It really just makes it, it just opens up your mind to all the different things that are out there. Right. We, we love to find things that are unique. I mean, there's, you know, we have lots of, like, lots of great granola, but granola is granola. Right. We look for things that are kind of unique that you've never seen before. This is a perfect example of, of a product is like that. Is there anything coming up that you're really excited to put on the shelves? Uh, well, not coming up, but we've actually talked about it with you before, but this, the the grilled cheese guy. Oh, I know. He's coming you know, on the show. <laughs> he he makes a frozen grilled cheese, but you're like, what is that? I but know. it is a, it's two pieces of bread with cheese in the middle. It comes individually packed. Uh, you can take it out. You throw it in the oven, toaster oven for like six minutes or in the microwave. And it's fantastic. And it's, a, you've never seen that before. Like that's no, just one of those unique really things. really cool 
that's a really cool product. Yeah. 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 So we look. We have lots of those great kind okay, of products. Great. All right. Tell everybody, please, Bart, where they can find. Uh, both Dawson's Markets and where's the best place to like stay up to date on all your events and activities? Sure. So, so Dawson'sMarket.com is going to have all the information about our events. There's a, a page there you can go to to check out our events. And uh, Facebook is also a great option for you as well. Um, we have locations in Rockville, so Rockville Town Square, um, which is our original location, plenty of free parking. Mm-hmm. And then our new location we opened last year is in DuPont Circle. So it's just north of the Circle, uh, 20th and S Street. Excellent. All right, great. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks for joining us today. All right, All right let's go back to Stephanie mm. and Spanish Diner. How does taste work? Mm, I mean, what's, what are the mechanics of it? Ooh, well, um, it's free to enter, so mm-hmm. there's no admission fee. We just invite you to come on to downtown Bethesda um, for Taste of Bethesda. And then you go up to a ticket tent, so you have to buy tickets in order to buy food and beverages that day. So it's super easy. You just buy a collection of tickets, and then you exchange the tickets for food. And But let's also talk about the fact that this year is the first year yes. that you're having alcohol. We are. It's the first year we're actually um, having beer and wine at the festival. Cool. Mm-hmm. So we have a total of probably 40 restaurants participating, and probably half or a little more than half will mm-hmm. be doing beer and wine, um, or sangria in the case of Spanish Diner, which is great. Right. Um, so, yeah, and what's great about you know beer and wine today is lots of restaurants serve a variety of different craft beers from local breweries. Um mix of wines from whatever restaurant they represent. So it's not just, you know, the old days where you'd buy a, you know, standard American beer. There's lots of great beer and wine choices in addition to all the wonderful food that will be there. Okay, great. All right, guys, what are you pouring next? Uh-oh. Sebastian? Yes. What are you going to pour next? The next cocktail we're going to be featuring will be the Margarita Donostiarra. Okay. Which is that's easy for you to say. Our, I know. <laughs> our take on a classic cocktail like the margarita. We use a recipe that is from the Basque country in Spain with um, chile de arbol infused tequila, mm. bay leaf syrup, obviously fresh squeezed lime juice, and I'm gonna have my bartender, my bartender elder, go ahead and make that for you. Okay, elder, thank you. Get to it. Get All to right, it, thank elder. you so much. All right, so now. Very excited for what we're doing now. I'm going to talk caviar. So Sarah Mayo is the global sales and marketing head for Black River Caviar Estudiones del Rio Negro. Did I do it right? You did. That's perfect. Bueno. Okay. Um, And we're going to learn about Ocietra caviar that they produce. They farm it down there. And it's, I was, you know, we had a conversation before the show. It's really an amazing process. Why don't you just take it away? Well, um, to start, thank you for having me. This is amazing. Thank you and for being here. Yeah, no, and and I'm really happy to share Black River all the time because it's an amazing caviar, and we produce some of the best in the world in Uruguay. So the farm itself has been around. I mean, many people don't know, but the but the bulk of caviar on the market is a farmed product. So that's something, you know, people say, oh, I'd like wild caviar. There's very, very little of that available. So most of it's farmed, and our farm started in the mid-1990s. Um, and really came online commercially in the early 2000s. So we've been doing this for a long time. And our team, it pretty it's amazing. When you go and visit the farm, hopefully someday. You, Tomorrow. You, I was say, you guys can get down to the farm. No, it's heaps you know, of fun. It, I, and i got to say, at some point you got to explain, because you showed us pictures, what the farm really, I mean, what it comprises, because it's not just a bunch of fish swimming around somewhere and people oh, totally, plucking yeah. them out of the water. Yeah, so tell us a little bit how it works, because I don't know what people know about well, it. Like I said, most of it's farmed. The distinction with what we do at Black River and what most other people do is that the 
bulk of the caviar is farmed in what's called a RAS system. So it's tanks, which you would imagine fish farms to have, tanks mm-hmm. with recirculated water. In the case of Ocetra, these fish have to live for seven to nine years before they actually even, you know, get produce caviar. So they're living and swimming in this water in these tanks for a long time. Mm-hmm. This differs considerably from Black River because our process... Our process, our farm is situated right on the banks of the Rio Negro. And when I say Rio Negro, think like Mississippi River. It's a really large Massive, river. It's a big right? river. Mm-hmm. And it's right on the banks. And what we do is we have this kind of a really long, if you can think of a, but like four 50-meter pools lined up with a bunch of lanes of three to five meters wide, lined up on a gravity kind of incline. Mm-hmm. We actually siphon the water without any pumps into the top of the basins. And there's a free flow of river water that rolls through the basins, you know, throughout all the, all day long continuously. And then it actually exits and rejoins the river on the other side. So, in effect, we just channel water into the basins. So our fish are swimming in constantly in fresh water. Okay. Um, so they're not stuck, right? Well, like, I mean, they're in basins because right. we don't, they, don't, they don't swim like wild. they're not living away, in, in, but in, in, in basically tanks. stagnant. Not, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, they're not. So. It's all fresh, free, you know, right. good oxygen, all free, right. no... I mean, in a in a RAS system, you're going to have pumps and bacteria that gets in pipes and things, and so there's you know risk of the hygiene is important to keep up with there. In our case, we're just really channeling the river through these basins, and so sure. our fish are swimming in wild conditions. We call this wild farming, okay? Right. Because our fish have the benefits of a current. So the girls actually, you know, they get exercise. They're swimming right. upstream a little bit. Right. And I love that you call them the girls. Well, they right. are the girls. But I, I have mean. to be honest. We've seen it. Not. When we were in Iceland, there are you see you can see those in the middle of the water. So we've seen this in action before with other fish, but not for caviar. Something well, similar. No, no, that's a different. Okay, so there's two things. We have basins. So the, the whole process it starts in the hatchery where you do the reproduction, and so right. the fish live in these in, in smaller fish mm-hmm. live in these live in tanks until they're large enough to be transported out into the into the river, where they swim in netted enclosures, which is what you're just talking about. Right. And so they swim in those netted enclosures for two or three or four years, depending. And they're just out there being fed, kind of gaining weight, getting larger. Mm-hmm. At the point when they become sexed, so the boys you know, and the girls, we know who's who, that's when the girls get moved into these basins so that they can be cared for. I mean, they're really well looked after. Okay. What do they lines. eat? It's a, well, it's a, we do a proprietary feed, but it's mostly, I mean, they're bottom feeders, they're mm-hmm. benthic feeders. So you're going to have you know small fish, anchovy, oily things, so... Fish meal is a big part so of So you're basically dumping that in, it goes to the bottom, and they... Yeah, I mean, for the most part, we right. do a blend, and so it's a mixture of fish meal and other, and some oils and things. It's like and the so, farmer's dog for fish. It kind of is, really. <laughs> when you think... No, and no, and it's 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 actually a big part of our, the expense of our farm is mm-hmm. that we, you know, we don't skimp on feed. So that's one of the things that I think lends to the richness of the flavor in the row. And so let's talk about sort of the narrative of caviar and okay. what people think caviar is supposed to be and where it's supposed to be from like how how do you guys share your story to explain your product and why it's so superior well you know it's all all of what the the species we farm is called Asipenser goldenstadi so say that three times really fast okay but Asipenser goldenstadi is one of the ponto caspian species and okay, okay. And a ponto and that's caspian sea so originally mm-hmm. all of these species come from the caspian and the volga river and they would be spawning up the river um, you know, to they, they would swim up to spawn and then come back into the Caspian. So what's more or less happened to the entire industry is 
because of damming and pollution and overfishing, primarily in the Caspian, the, the species itself has become threatened. Mm-hmm. And so in the 50s, it was the, the Soviets who more or less started doing a farmed industry because they've got, obviously, the biggest market for caviar. Mm-hmm. Sarah, wait, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to stop you for a sec because we have to take a quick break. Okay. We're going to get right back into it. Totally. This is David and Nikki Nellis. We're going to be doing caviar in studio. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Fooding the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Sarah, please continue. I, I do have one thing I'd like you to explain is, I mean, these sturgeon, are, do they naturally occur in this river or or over the last well, centuries? Well, they have a hatchery. With, no, 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 but were they introduced into the river? No. Uh, so it's, it's, your, it's your farm that they exist on. Okay. Exactly. So just the, from the Caspian Sea, they were doing all sorts of, you know, aquaculture you know, farmed caviar in the Soviet Union. That more or less led to, because of the, the threat to the, the wild populations, to the, the movement for everybody to start farming caviar. I got you. So in the case of our farm, we started, and it was an interesting origin story because the guy who set it up, Walter Alcalde, he had a provisioning business in Uruguay out of Montevideo, and he actually provisioned the Soviet fleet. So he ended up getting to know caviar and getting involved and oh, started in the, okay. whole, in the whole caviar setting up the farm with Russian kind of knowledge and assistance. Mm-hmm. So in the case of Uruguay, sturgeon is not an indem- indigenous species in South America, period. There's no, or right. Southern Hemisphere, rather. So we were the first Southern Hemisphere farm to to be, you know, created. Mm-hmm. And as such, you know, I mean, the Uruguayan government doesn't want us to release any sturgeon into the river because it's not, I mean, you don't know it's what the impact. Species. Yeah, well, you don't know Does what it Does it happen, is. though? Do, they, do you no, have escapees? I'm, no, well, you know, I'm not, I don't have a snorkel. So right. I've never been down there. So They're I don't not know. each tagged. We're free. They are tagged. And oh. they do, yeah, no, totally. They they get tagged. That's how we track No, but I mean, like, like, like electric tag? They have a little tracking thing that's implanted into their snout. And so, wow. yeah, no, because when the girls... So we track them. So when you look on the back of the of the tin of our mm-hmm. caviar, I mean, I can tell you exactly which fish. I can look in the spreadsheet and tell you exactly what happened because I have full traceability with our caviar. That's amazing. Because we're the farm. You right. know, I can look and I can tell you exactly. If you look on the back, this was actually harvested on the on uh, the the 213th day of 2022. Wow. I, I could, this particular tin that I'm holding. So I can see that granularity because we're the farm. I mean, I, I do this. So we're wow. they're fully traced. And in the case of our farm, after they get in the basins, they live, you know, in the raceways. We do biopsies. We're ultrasounding them to make sure that the eggs are developing. And right before we harvest them, we ensure that the eggs are at least 2.95 millimeters in diameter. Mm-hmm. And it's the microscope and the whole thing. It's very scientific. It's actually Whoa. a very involved process to do this. Um, and then once the girls are, if they're ready, then they're taken. And we do, you know, there is talk about milking you know, the eggs out of, of sturgeon. To do that, you have to actually give a hormone to have that happen. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not an invasive process. Mm. And also, as you know, when animals are being slaughtered or something, if, they're, if they, they have a, a hormone that they can release when they have stress. Right. And so it can impact the quality of the caviar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we actually, we, we do harvest the fish. We sell the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girls, from our view... They're very well taken care of for the rest for all. Well, of that that all goes under sort of the certified humane philosophy right. of Absolutely. treating your animals with care and and gratitude. So before and you harvest before, them, you right. stun them, and they don't know what's going stunned. on. They get stunned. No, no, no. They're stunned, and then they're harvested. Right. right. Yeah. Fascinating. And let's talk about the quality of the product. So again, one of the I think the biggest distinctions between our caviar and every other caviar. And is, can I just interrupt for a second? 
Did you see what we could put on the caviar? You know, when I, taste, I tasted those, and I think it would actually be pretty good with a tradition. I'm not kidding. I, I think it would be good. I saw a crack. They're very tasty. I was watching Bart eat the, is it Najira, right? Najira yeah. crackers. I think and I was like, work. I think caviar is going to be really good on these. Because these are salty, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll work well with this tradition. And so I've got two caviars for us to take. We, we more or less commercialize three grades and then have um, a, what I call a special lot series because as i said when we harvest you know the fish the the row comes out it's all put in one you know one sack to be to be you know processed Mm -hmm. and sometimes it comes out and you can see just by just looking at it wow this is exceptional it doesn't look like the rest Mm. and so we've started in the last two years since i've been working with a special lot program and it's pretty cool because it's only one fish that's all the caviar that in the world from that fish and because the outcomes with caviar it's genetics i mean it really you know, they're all the same species. Our broodstock is captive, so we use our, it's F2, you know, mm-hmm. in technical terms. So we don't actually get wild stock to do our our, our, heart, our, uh, our reproduction. We have the stock, our broodstock. And so, but when you, it's like, you know, a, a dark-headed man marrying a blonde-headed woman with green eyes. There you we know, go. One out of four of, her, one out of, four of her, their kids might be blonde-headed and green-eyed, and the rest right. of them are dark. You don't know. It's genetics. Right. So we don't really know what the caviar is going to be when, the, when we harvest the fish. We only know when we open. So sometimes you get these incredible, these really, really incredible, you know, batches and lots. Mm-hmm. So, but what I brought today. Yes. And so the degrading for us, we do three grades commercially, the tradition, the royal, and the imperial. The big distinction is size, and, and because the 2.95 I mentioned, that's kind of our first grade, so tradition. Mm-hmm. A little larger becomes um, royale, and then the largest that we have and the lightest that we have is imperial. I did not bring imperial today, and I tell you mainly because, mm-hmm. already, uh, no, I sold out, and I don't have any. I actually don't have any Everybody right now. in studio is like, oh, I'm, no, no, no. Because I'm going to be on a syndicated radio <laughs> show this <laughs> afternoon. And... <laughs> No, no, no. I actually am sold out of Imperial until I get my next shipment because mm-hmm. it's it costs more, but people will pay the difference. So that's okay. kind of where I get with Imperial. All right. Well, let's do quick just taste. Some bumps. And so basically it's just like you would lick the salt off of your hand with a, a tequila. Yep. And I will say this tequila is going to go beautifully, beautifully with, it. with the, everything is working together today. I love it. Everything works together beautifully. Okay. So I just hold your hand out and I'm going to uh, give you a bump on your hand. Okay, great. Now, which one are you giving us? This one, we're going to start with tradition. Okay, this is tradition. Yep. Thank you. I'm going to have to take a picture of that because that's amazing. Go, go ahead, David. Oh, here, thank you. Okay, go ahead. David. Now, you don't snort this, correct? No, you don't. No, no. <laughs> I get no, confused. I mean, you can try. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not, nobody's, nobody's going to judge anything uh, here. Right. That's right. Put it, so put it in your mouth on the top of your tongue and then press it to the top. Oh, God. Wow. Mm. Okay, ready? That's fabulous. Mmm. Ooh. Okay. Very good. So is there anything, like, to me it tastes really silky, really creamy. There nice are and salty pops too. of salt, but it's more briny, but it's not overwhelming. It's a real mild flavor. It is. I mean, Ocetra, the the classic tasting note for Ocetra, and this is where I reflect my, you know, mm-hmm. my past in the wine industry. It's it's going to have this creamy butteriness. That's that's kind of what Good. all Ocetra is going to taste like. Mm-hmm. What you get is with the size, and I think that it's the size mainly because it has more fat, really, mm-hmm. <laughs> because the reason why that is. But um, you end up getting just a little bit richer, more richness. I think when we taste the Royale next, um, 
Well, you, I'm not going to tell you what you're going to say because that always suggests things. So you can tell me what you think, and I'll tell you what okay. I think afterwards. Well, let's quickly taste it. Okay, here we go. Thank you. So now tell us where people can find your product. Is it in restaurants? Is it in stores like it, Dawson's Market? Maybe? It's not Dawson's Market sort of yet. Um, we'll be talking about that as far as his new product lineup. Uh-huh. Um, but it mm, is in Washington, D.C. The best place to go get it would be over at Apero in DuPont Circle. Right. Ellie Benchimal. She does a great job. Oh, well, that is delicious. I want to announce uh, that Sarah will be a regular guest on this show. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> right. That's All right, right, Sarah, I need you to come back to the mic because we need to wrap you up. Okay. So tell everybody how they can learn more about your product, where they can find it, where they can buy it, and um, where it's the best place to, like, stay in touch with you. Well, the website's always going to be the best place, so mm-hmm. blackrivercaviar.com. Um, and I invite everyone to read. I've put an extensive amount of, uh, of information about it because – about caviar and learning about, I've got a caviar knowledge guide and helping people understand what caviar is. And I think it's really important, if I can say the one last thing about the caviar market, most caviar you're buying isn't from a farm. There, it's I sell bulk caviar to other brands. Mm-hmm. So what we offer is full traceability. I mean, you can you can look at the back and I can tell you all about, I can show you the harvest lot picture of the fish. So, I mean, I just have, we are the source. We only sell what we produce. So mm-hmm. we're pure. Love it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much. So nice having Fabulous. you in studio. You. Okay, before we go to Stephanie, I want to go to our Spanish diner guys and tell you how delicious this margar- spicy margarita is. I it's think you like, got my reaction yeah, on that. Uh, why? Was it my, too spicy? My, no, my eyes. It was like in the cartoons where they were yeah. <laughs> It's really, really good. Um, so tell us uh, about how you guys are participating in Taste of Bethesda. Sure, like I said, uh, we are thrilled about coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the paella that we featured the past couple of years has always been uh, a great success. Actually, last year, 2019, we won the Best Bite Award. Oh, and that's yes. right. so is it that a huge paella pan? It is. It's yes. a pan that takes about foot, seven foot or eight pan? people. It, yeah. looks, it looks like a UFO. It, it is a gigantic pan. People it love it. There are people lined up with their um, phones just watching three or four people manage a 10-foot paella pan, and um, the taste is amazing. I mean, it's delicious. Well, but it is such a it's such a great thing to watch because it's so massive. I mean, it's so cool to watch the process and how it's done, right? It is. It is an experience. That's why we want to invite everyone to join us next week mm-hmm. at uh, Taste of Bethesda because we are going to make probably the best paella that you ever had. And then in addition to that, very excited to be able to bring our sangria, which is something that we haven't been which able to do in previous mm-hmm. years. So uh-huh. uh, as you can tell, uh, Nikki, please let people know. It's delicious. It's, it's, it is. It's amazing. Well, so. I'll tell you what I love about the sangria. <clears throat> yes. Because a lot of sangrias can be really heavy, too much fruit, a lot, like, the you know, it's not a good wine that they're using. It's like do you liquid know what I mean? grape jelly. Yeah, yes. it can be, you feel like your teeth are getting purple. This is so clean, yes. and it's got a beautiful color, and it's fruity but not sweet. Yes, so now, it's beautiful. Do people know that Jose will be jumping out of the middle of the paella pan? <laughs> We're not supposed to people know about that. No. So <laughs> okay. let's wait and see what happens. It will next definitely time. be lined up. That's a <laughs> secret. All right, what are you guys making next? The next one's been about Jose, 
Yes. Uh, we're going to make what his favorite cocktail is, which is the gin and tonic. The gin and tonic. And we're going to offer our version of it, which is called the ultimate gin and tonic. Excellent. All right. While you guys are pouring that, why don't we take a quick break now, Andy? And then when we come back, we'll bring in Dimitri from Dacha. All right. Okay. This is David and Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right. Welcome back to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Our next guest is a really interesting guy. Dimitri Chikaldin is the co-owner of Dacha uh, Beer Garden in Shaw. And Dacha Beer Garden down in the Navy Yard. Where Wait, you know been. what was really cool about you, Dimitri? You guys opened in Shaw like early on, right? Like you guys really brought the beer garden experience to DC before anybody else was doing it. And may I say that anytime I drive by there, the place is hammered. I mean, it's just <laughs> no people are hammered. People are hammered, and the is place is hammered. I've never, I've, it's like a beehive. <laughs> Watering hole. Yes. Yeah. So, can we talk about like your concept, how you came up with it, the launch of it in Shaw, especially when Shaw was much younger than it, you know, now it's yeah. a totally different um, neighborhood? Sure. Thank you for having me guys on. Um, next year, Dacha Beer Garden and Shaw will celebrate its 10th anniversary. Wow. So, we've been in DC for almost a decade now. Um, before I go into the history of Dacha, shout out to Dawson's, and uh, I'm amazed to hear about this caviar thing. I will, I will have to ask. You got a shout out. Dawson's got a shout out, and the caviar. Everybody got a shout out from Dimitri. Okay, okay thank you. you know, he must want something. I'm, I don't know. The, Russian, the, the caviar is the, is a very important topic, and, mm. and and we actually serve caviar at the Jackie American Bistro. But aside from that, to answer your question. Uh, in 2013, we did bring a sort of an elevated beer garden uh, format to DC. There were uh, uh, the original beer garden was on 14th Street. It was uh, it was called the Standard. Right. Then the Standard Hotel in New York, when they decided to come to DC, they sent them a cease and desist, and they changed their name to the Garden District. And mm-hmm. so that was the tiny little uh, original beer garden in, 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 in D.C., and I was a frequent uh, visitor there when I was in the corporate world. And then, you know, me and my co, uh, co-partner and co-owner, Ilya Alter, we said to ourselves, hey, we can, we can do this and we can elevate it a little bit. And so that's what we did. We, we got this amazing space in shore, and the neighborhood at the time was a little bit um, dicey, um, I'm glad to say that it's not the same anymore, um, though Shaw is uh, still historic, still uh, feels authentic, so it's a wonderful place to be. And then, you know, the, the Navy Yard happened um, several years later. Um, the uh, the uh, developers uh, at the Navy Yard um, area approached us and they said, hey, guys, we have this uh, park uh, overlooking the Nats Stadium you want to activate it? And we said, sure. And they said, oh, yeah. well, the, the catch is you got to take some interior space and open us a restaurant. And so lo and behold, we became restaurateurs as well. Right. And so, so that's my. But why do intro. that? But so when you opened up Jackie's, you really took a leap, right? Because, I mean, doing food, yeah. especially a higher end quality food versus like what you were yeah. serving, you know, for the beer gardens. Is totally different. I mean, yes. the beer garden is a natural money maker, right? But food is not always as easy. It is, though there are some uh, nuances to running a beer garden. You know, food is simpler, but yet 
try to source the right sausage for the right bratwurst or vice versa for the beer garden. I challenge you to this. We okay. had to go through. I will take that. Job. I don't know how many vendors, and and we had, you know, we 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 finally found a company in Chicago, uh, German family owned since who knows when, and uh, we actually fly our sausage to DC. Um, wow. To our beer gardens. That's yeah. amazing. But but Jackie, yeah, that that was a, a bit of a, a a bit of a leap. Um, you know, it's a fine dining experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, speaking of caviar, we have um, Jackie was a fan of caviar. Jackie, uh, it should be said that our restaurant is dedicated to Jackie Kennedy, um, just because she is the America's second queen. You know, after Elizabeth Taylor, whose mm-hmm. mural is in Shaw. I would right. reverse that know, if so. I were you, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a, um, All right, okay. Let's talk. Yeah. I mean, let's. Talk about what you guys uh, continue to have going on for Oktoberfest because there's some really fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, anytime Manuela Horn is involved, we we met oh, her. Yeah. You know, the yodeling. Unbelievable. She is. She's so much fun. She is. She first is. Of, first of all, she's 23 miles tall, and, yeah, and she then is so she tall. wears enormous heels. She yeah. threatened to put Nikki in her pocket. I, I mean, she, seriously, because I'm five feet tall. She. Like I can't. It's crazy how tall oh, that woman I is. Think, I think she's six seven or six eight. Yeah, she's a tall like woman. natural without heels. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful, towering German pleasant woman who is so comfortable in her skin. And she's she's a great singer and a, and a great entertainer. And I'm so like so privileged to have her. When I first saw her, and she's she's coming at me in full makeup with this amazing headdress with right. a deer in the middle, I thought, oh my god, this is going to be one for the history books. We and it had was her that, that evening last that, year. It was no, incredible. Two years ago. Yeah, we had her in studio. She came in studio and she yodeled on air, and it was. I mean. I, All of her emails start. She's instead of saying hello or you know good morning, she says yodeli hoo hoo. That's her intro in every email. She's All right, so uh, and let's. Uh, I mean, you're doing a lot for um, uh, Ukrainian relief and all that, and mm-hmm. I want to just open up the mic and let you talk about that. Yeah. So let me let me just quick. Uh, so every Oktoberfest, what we do is we find a fine artist or a good. Illustrator, and we commission art to um, for Oktoberfest, and it's usually stylized uh, Bavarian crest. And this year, we partnered with the um, Ukrainian refugee uh, artist and illustrator who used to live in Kiev and now lives in London, Tanya Chulkova. You can find more information about her on our social media, and she did. Uh, produce a stylized version of of the Bavarian crest featuring Jackie and and uh, Liz Taylor um, in the Ukrainian format. So I'm wearing uh, a T-shirt right now. That's so this is Liz, the Ukrainian woman. Mm -hmm. And so what we did this, we we put it on T-shirts, we put it on swag and we um, we, we basically try to fundraise as much money as possible. Like, for example, you can buy a T-shirt and, and half of the um, um, of your don- of, of your proceeds will go to um, Sunflower Network, which is the organization that we partnered with. They are out of California and D.C., and these guys are incredible. They shuttle to Ukraine. As we speak, actually, they're on their way there now with um, tangible help 
for civilians. Mm. And at the beginning of the war, Dacho and Jackie fundraised almost $50,000 through various uh, programs. Um, and Oktoberfest is one of them. Well, we're, I mean, so, just on the show, since the war started, we've been very supportive of, of all of that. And that's, I love you for that because that is, it is essential that Ukraine come out yeah. of this hole. And so, right. well, especially yeah. as it's escalating now. But so can we talk about everything. getting back to some of the fun? Because you have a lot of, uh, Contests and all yep. that. I want you to know, I am wearing my lederhosen today. Nobody say a word. Nobody <laughs> say a word. And um, but I like that you're going to have a German spelling bee. First of all, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. I didn't know that bees could spell, and I didn't know there was such a thing as a German bee. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, what kind of contest? That you might say. What do you have? Three people enter that contest. Well, and then Manuela conducts it, uh, and it is the most hilarious. Uh, it's got to be. So when are you doing that? What's the date of that? What is the date? She, she makes them take a sip, and well, she we, she she was uh, opening the Oktoberfest last weekend, um, and and um, but we will continue with the same. We we took exper- uh, we took her experience of how to do it, and we're going to do it this weekend and the next weekend when the Oktoberfest will be over. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, it's a, it's it's one of the funniest thing. You know, people have no idea how to spelling. You know, in the north, in their native tongue, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely, German, right? German's the word. Give me an umlaut and okay. send me home. Um, make oh, give me the kite, for example. <laughs> Forget <laughs> it. Spell that one. Can you uh, make sure everybody knows where Dacha is? And um, both of them. Both of them. Both of the Dachas. And where to find you online and on Instagram, please. So Dacha Beer Garden is. Um, in the top 10 beer gardens in the United States, and we're lucky to have two locations in Washington, D.C. The original is on 7th and Q Northwest, and the Dutch Navy Yard is right across from the Nats Park, Nats Ballpark, in the Navy Yard neighborhood on Potomac Avenue. Mm-hmm. Do you go to bed so every night and thank God for that location? Oh, my God. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Right next to it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 747. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thank so we're going to go to Stephanie. Back, to back to Stephanie and the boys. Yes. All right. So Stephanie, I want to end with you, but Sebastian and Elder, why don't you guys come up to the mic and tell everybody where they can find all your fabulous cocktails, which we did have in studio today and all the delicious food at Spanish diner. Tell us where we can find you all. Sure. Please. Come and join us at 7271 Woodmont Avenue mm-hmm. in Bethesda. I uh, want to also mention that we're doing our paella festival for another week. Ooh. So we have five amazing paellas for you to enjoy, and we look forward but to But not in the everything. huge pan, in it the little pan. It will be a smaller pan, okay. but equally delicious. How is so Jose going to jump out of the smaller <laughs> so. Very carefully. Okay. Really. Great. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, the drinks were really spectacular. Great drink. I mean, you. no surprise, but really delicious. All right, Stephanie, let's wrap up. So Bethesda, Taste of Bethesda, where is it happening? How do people find it? And can people buy these taste tickets in advance? Or you have to buy them there. How does it all work? You do have to buy the taste tickets in advance. Um, our website is Bethesda.org. Oh, so you can't buy them there? I'm sorry, you have to buy, you buy them there. Oh, you okay. cannot buy them in you advance. Really I, had too, me. I had too many sips of Sandra. You just failed the test. Sorry. <laughs> you enter the event site for free, and you buy the tickets when you get there. You cannot buy them ahead of time. Okay, what great. you can do ahead of time is go to our website, see all the restaurants, see all the menus, mm-hmm. um, see what folks are serving so you can plan out. If you can eat at all 40 places, go for it. Oh, my God. But just in case you only want to pick like 15 or 20. I feel like you should do a competition. 
That is a great idea for next year. I know. That is a great idea. Great idea. Instead of hot dog eating, I like yes. it. Like get eat. a passport. Somebody yep. has to have every passport. Eat at stamp. every restaurant at Taste of Bethesda. I love that. Follow that person with a bucket. And uh, lastly, I just want to ask. Why the addition of drinks this year? I mean, I love that you're doing it, yeah. and I think so many restaurants in Bethesda have amazing wine, beer, and cocktail programs, so it's a perfect way to yeah, I just, show off. Yep. I just think we got to that point where um, the county is making it easy to do, so mm. that's first and foremost. And then second, to your point, um, they don't just have great food and great menus. Each restaurant has a unique wine list, has unique craft beer. They won't be doing a lot of cocktails at Taste of Bethesda, but they can talk about them. They can give more information. Well, and it's different from restaurant know, to restaurant. It's important. Uh, we were talking about uh, Taste of Fairfax a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, traditionally the Potomac River is like the Iron Curtain. Between... It actually wasn't Taste of Fairfax. I'm sorry to correct what you. Was it was it? Restaurant Week. Restaurant Week. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But that's restaurant okay. Week. But but the point is that, that, that folks who hear about this and they're not in the immediate area, they say, well, Bethesda, who wants to go? I mean – these events are spectacular, and it's worth the, the 20-minute drive on the Beltway to get it, there. It really is, because we have restaurants that are only in downtown Bethesda. Right. We have some national brands that are also participating, and we're thrilled for that, too. But some folks, you can only eat their delicious food and drink their delicious drinks if you come to downtown Well, and Bethesda. I think that's the point. I mean, even with Jose Andres and his you know massive right. food group— right. The Spanish Diner, there's only, only one in the D.C. market, right. and it's right. in Bethesda. So if you want the opportunity to taste it, come to Taste of uh, Bethesda. It gives you an opportunity to taste all these yeah. restaurants and, and then come back for an more. And we're an easy um, ride from Washington, D.C. on the metro, right? just across the river, like you said, 15 or 20 minutes. It's a great location. You might find lots of things you like in downtown Bethesda and want to come back. All right, great. Give us Instagram and uh, website. Website's Bethesda.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram is at Bethesda Bup. You can take a look at some of the great food that will be there. It's already there and great photos from previous events, and we just want everyone to come out on Excellent. October 1st. All right, we have to wrap up. Do okay. you want to say something? I only want to say... I like what Dimitri and Dacha have been doing and do mm-hmm. for uh, the folks in Ukraine. And it looks, I mean, they're kicking butt and taking names now, which is great. Uh, but we have to support them with money and with anything else. If you can take in a refugee family, um, it, it's all meaningful because they need to survive and come out of this in, in one piece. Great. Okay. So we want to thank all of our guests for being in studio with us today and Dimitri for joining us online. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for uh, checking in with us. Uh, you can find everything that you heard about here on the list, com. You can also follow me at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we have not posted a lot about our trip, but we're going to shortly, as soon as I can wrap my head around all of it. But again, um, Will also, they, wait, will they get to see me in a bathing suit? Yeah, Hot and day. then um, we did an entire show on Bethesda on Industry Night, so you can tune into that on Real Fun DC, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Next week we'll be here. We have another fabulous show. Thank you again. Be safe out there and have a delicious week. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.